You're listening to Win the Day with James Whitaker. What we do in life echoes in eternity. Broadcasting from Los Angeles, California. This is the number one podcast to help you win the day every day. Here's your host, James Whitaker. Let's go. Welcome back to Win the Day Wednesday, the best day of the week. Before we get into this episode, make sure you check out the episode from last week if you haven't already, episode 109 with Dr. Mark Goulston. Dr. Goulston was an FBI negotiator, FBI hostage negotiator, trainer, and also a psychiatrist with UCLA for suicidal patients for more than 25 years. It's one of the most incredible conversations, if not the most incredible conversation I've ever had. So if you've ever had some mental health challenges yourself, or you're worried about your children or how to motivate them to action or how to talk to them about mental health, that might be the best conversation you've ever heard. So go and check out episode 109 with Dr. Mark Goulston if you haven't already. And this episode is definitely a lot lighter in feel than the one with Dr. Goulston. Lighter in feel, but heavy on practical tips to help you make a difference in your life your business, and your mindset. Before we begin, make sure you hit the follow or subscribe button so you can get access to episodes like this one as soon as they're released. All right, let's get into today's mini-sode. Now, this one's not going to be so mini. It's going to be a bit longer than we usually do for these solo episodes, but I think you're going to get a ton of value out of it. About 10 episodes ago, we hit 100 episodes of the Win The Day podcast, a journey that started in March 2019. And there's a lot of hype around podcasting to this day, and as well there should be. So in this episode, I'm going to share 10 lessons from making it to 100 podcast episodes that can help you on your journey. Now, if you don't have a podcast or you have no interest in having a podcast, this is probably not the best episode for you. So go and check out one of the other episodes in our catalog. But if you do want to build your authority, grow your income and establish relationships at the highest level, you'll get a ton of value out of this episode. I'm going to be revealing so many things that I've learned along the way. And before I start rattling off these 10 lessons, I want you to remember that you need to focus on continual improvement, a focus on continual improvement. Remember that consistency plus growth is so much more important than consistency alone. And when we talk about continual improvement in this context, I'm talking about how you can bring your audience more into the conversation, how you can make it more engaging for your listeners, how you can grow your audience using the content you already have. How can you upgrade the quality of your guests and what they share with their audiences? How can you better connect with your guests? And how can you make each episode faster to produce and more valuable to hear? That is what I mean by a focus, a relentless focus on continual improvement. I've been on hundreds of podcasts as a guest, and frankly, most of them suck. They really do, and it's so sad to see because with a little bit of extra effort, they would get a much greater return on their investment of having a podcast. Even the podcasts that have more than 100 episodes under their belt. Why? Because they haven't incorporated that relentless process of continual improvement. I'm going to touch on that in the 10 lessons we're going to go through, but it was really important to me to make that very clear before we begin, since you'll never experience the results that I've had from podcasting and that I just spoke about in the introduction if you don't focus on that. Lesson one is play the long game, play the long game. Now, it's taken me a long time to properly understand the value that comes from having a podcast. And that's really manifested in three different ways. The first is relationship capital. The second is a massive content bank. And the third is skill development. So I'm going to talk about those little sub areas in a little bit more detail now. 
The first one being relationship capital. This is really the biggest benefit of podcasting because if you have one relationship, one super connected person who's very influential and has a massive audience, you don't need anything else. You will move mountains in your career and your life and your business through that one relationship alone. But most people don't have a thorough process to get the guest they want on the show, to maintain a relationship with that guest and be recognized as a peer rather than a gimmick. I've spoken about that relationship capital and how to develop that in more detail. So if you want to learn more about that, go to episode 100 of the Win the Day podcast where there's more info. The second bit of that was a massive content bank. I'm really excited because the Win the Day podcast now has more than 10 million views across the various social media and podcasting platforms. And that means if I stop the show today, I have enough content to last me a lifetime that I could leverage and that I continue to leverage for social media growth, book projects, and other ventures. So relationship capital, massive content bank. And the third one is skill development. You get better by doing. I I really don't know what it would take for me to go back and listen to the very first episode of the Win the Day podcast. It would probably take a lot of alcohol because I'm sure it was horrible, that very first episode. Horrible compared to the more engaging product that comes out today. The podcast only reached the point that it's at now because I did the reps. And the other side of the coin to skill development is what you learn by interviewing some of the smartest and most successful people who ever lived and asking them any question you want. My practical knowledge has increased a thousand times through the conversations that I've hosted on this podcast, conversations that hopefully you're learning just as much as I am. I have a master's degree in business. I have two bachelor degrees, a diploma, advanced diploma a whole bunch of other different accreditations. They are not worth 1% of the skill development that I have received and that I have had compared to the conversations that have happened on this podcast. So if you want the maximum benefit, you need to play the long game. The benefits come exponentially the longer you've been doing it for, like a compound interest graph. And on that, If you haven't launched a podcast yet and you're thinking about how long should I commit to before I decide to continue with it, it needs to be an 18 to to 24-month window because you might hate the first three months, you might hate the first six months, but at month 18, month 24, it's going to explode and you're going to get a whole bunch of amazing things that happen from there. And if you already have a podcast and you feel like you're not getting some of the wins and benefits and advantages that I've spoken about or it feels like you're treading water, take a step back and focus on these 10 lessons and how you can apply and implement them with your podcast. So that's lesson number one, play the long game. Lesson number two is release episodes consistently. Consistency on the condition that you're learning and growing at every turn is everything. I mean, it's really impossible to build a loyal audience with your podcast or anything that you're putting out there if you ghost them on a regular basis. And I can't tell you how many podcasters I've spoken with who are so focused on making each episode perfect, quote unquote, that they inevitably miss another deadline. Done is better than perfect, and consistency is king. Done is better than perfect and consistency is king. It's much better to have a good product out there on a regular basis than a great product that never sees the light of day. There'll be plenty of time to upgrade your content once you're consistent with it. So until then, maintain a regular frequency that people can depend on so you can build your tribe. 
Plus, perfection, really, it's subjective. Unless you're a veteran podcaster, a radio announcer, or audio engineer, you'll find it very difficult to measure what perfect actually is with your podcast. And even then, that's mostly just on the audio quality side. So stick to making your podcast as good as it can be and get the bloody thing out there on a consistent basis. That's lesson two, release episodes consistently. Lesson number three, stay true to the promise of your show. Now, my show is all about helping people win the day. If I randomly switched gears and started talking about fantasy football, which I would love to talk about, or quadratic equations, which I would hate to talk about, it would create a disconnect between me and you, that audience who I've spent a long time nurturing that relationship with. I also get emails almost every single day from requests from people who want to appear on the show. And if they're not a good guest in terms of their experience, they're qualifications or they're just their vibe is off, then there's literally a 0% chance they're going to make it on the show because I'm committed to staying true to that promise because I value my audience. So that's number three, stay true to the promise of your show. Lesson four, use your podcast to connect with your heroes. I've had some interesting people on the Win The Day podcast since we first started incorporating the interview element. There's been number one New York Times bestselling authors. There's been medical experts, special forces operators from multiple continents, Harvard professors, billion-dollar founders, and more. Do you know how many times I've been rejected when asking a guest if they'd like to appear on the Win The Day podcast? Once. It's only happened on a single occasion. And even that wasn't really a hard no, and I'm still pretty confident we're going to get that person on the show eventually. Whenever I reflect on that statistic, I'm inspired to aim higher, and I feel like I aim pretty high to begin with. So I am inspired to aim higher when I think about that statistic of having only one person who we've asked come on the show, not actually appear. It inspires me to find guests who have even more engaging stories, bigger platforms, and better opportunities for long-term collaboration. Gary Vaynerchuk once told me that he prices his speaking fee so it gets rejected by one in every three organizations. To him, that is the perfect equilibrium, getting rejected one in three times based on price. So he kept raising his speaking fee until he reached that point of getting rejected every single, uh, every third pitch that he put out there or every third speaking request that came through. And I like to use that as a metaphor for the importance of thinking big with your podcast, really big, so you can connect with your heroes like I have. The connections established through the podcast has led to a whole bunch of in-person relationships for me too. There was even one guest who runs a nine-figure business who said at the end of our interview, which was just done on Zoom before I started doing them all in the studio, she said to me, you're great, I'm taking you out to lunch, and we've become close friends. That only could have happened through a podcast because it's an opportunity for a defined period of time to really get to know each other and talk about what matters. So if you want more information on how to use a podcast to connect with your heroes, check out episode 100 of the show where I went into that in a little bit more detail. Lesson number five, build an entire content machine. If you've been following me on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok, on LinkedIn, on YouTube, you will see the absolute massive amount of content, really good content that's coming out there prolifically at the moment. We know that social media is the linchpin of visibility in the digital era, but most people have a weak social media presence because they either don't know what to post or they post the same generic crap over and over again, expecting a different result. That might seem harsh, but it's important to me to confront you with that reality because otherwise you're going to keep doing the same thing over and over again and not gaining traction. And that's a massive amount of wasted effort. 
The Win The Day podcast, as I mentioned earlier, has given me an infinite amount of content to post in written form, audio, and video. Whenever I or someone on my team wants to post something, we look at the enormous content bank we have and we hit publish and we can also schedule posts months in advance. That is a hell of a lot easier than going through the mental battle of saying to yourself, what am I going to post today? And having to worry about what you're wearing, how you sound, and so many other things. Because the reality is that most days I don't feel camera worthy at all. I really don't. Yet I can remain omnipresent and the Win The Day brand can remain omnipresent and keep inspiring people by leveraging content that already exists, the podcast. It's why the Win The Day podcast now has millions and millions and millions of views across the various social media platforms, with three videos at least already surpassing more than a million views each, and one video hitting almost three million views. I want to reiterate this point because it's very important. This visibility that you've seen me have on social media and that I continue to grow has come almost exclusively through content that already exists. I'm not creating a new video that I'm recording on my phone. I'm simply extracting content from an existing conversation and publishing it for the masses. The existing conversation being the podcast interview. Recording selfie videos sounds like a horrible task to do. I have no motivation or desire to even do that, especially if it's a daily or a weekly task. How are you going to be consistent with that if it's something you hate doing? I'd rather focus on getting maximum return for minimal effort, which is using your podcast to build an entire content machine so you can dominate on social media and really build that presence. So that's lesson number five. Lesson number six, record it in video. Now, a lot of the podcast purists will tell you that podcasting is an audio-only game. And hey, that works well when you're advising Tim Ferriss in 2015. But for the average person who wants visibility, which considerably increases the chance of a financial ROI from our time, video is an absolutely essential component. And it surprises me that it's taken so long for this to register with so many people. And why is video so important? Well, there's really two main reasons. First, video can be converted to audio only. So you can share that MP3 file on all of the different podcast platforms. Plus it can be transcribed. So that audio file can then appear as a written article or in a whole bunch of smaller quotes or in any number of ways. If you wanted to turn that audio file into video, So the opposite of what we just mentioned there, you'd have to add in stock footage or nothing at all, which is nowhere near as engaging as watching the real thing, that real conversation. And the second reason video is so important is because of the most visited websites in the world. What are they? Number one is Google, which is a search engine. Number two is YouTube, which is a video platform and it's owned by the world's largest search engine being Google. Number three is Facebook, which is prioritizing video and paying creators. The fourth most visited website in the world is Twitter, which is an absolute basket case because of everything going on with Elon Musk and that potential takeover. And the fifth most visited website in the world is Instagram, owned by Facebook, which again is prioritizing video and remunerating creators. If you take those most visited websites back a little bit further, in 19th position is TikTok, which is an unstoppable force and is coming for all of these other social media platforms. To be very clear, there is no better place to go viral organically right now than TikTok, which leads to more website visitors, email subscribers, podcast listeners, business leads, and so much more. 
TikTok is a short form video content platform at the moment. So what's the lesson there? You need to produce content for the platforms that have the highest growth potential and the highest staying potential. Plus, even Tim Ferriss is recording his podcast in video now too. So that's lesson number six. If you have a podcast, record it in video. Lesson number seven, spend more time promoting than you do creating. Spend more time promoting than you do creating. Running a podcast is very much like having a book. The author thinks the hard work is over when the book is written, but seasoned authors know that the real work only begins when the book is written. And even then, success is far from guaranteed. You should spend 20% of your time on recording and producing the episode, then spend 80% of your time on what you're going to do to get that podcast into the ears and eyeballs of as many people as possible. I see so many creators, almost all of them, in fact, who focus on the creative side, which is important. Absolutely, it's important. And you should know I'm a high-functioning perfectionist too, so I get it. But if no one is ever able to discover and consume your podcast, your wonderful creation was produced for nothing. That doesn't do you any favors, and it certainly doesn't help all the people out there who could benefit from the expertise you have. I just wanted to list out as well a few ways that you can promote your podcast since I get asked that question all the time so you can build your subscribers quickly. A good way to do that, number one, is to establish a strong enough connection with your guest. And that incorporates a whole bunch of different elements like conducting a strong interview, making sure you give them a quality finished product, engaging video assets and a few more things, and also getting them to share it with their mailing list. If you can do this effectively, you'll get a 50x return on your subscribers very, very quickly. So that's number one, establish a strong connection with your guest and get them to share it with their mailing list. Number two is to take the most engaging moments from each podcast episode and publish them as individual clips on social media. If you want to see how I do that, go and check out my TikTok and Instagram account. I'll include links to those in the show notes. The third way is to create a QR code and make it prominently displayed wherever you have an opportunity to be of service to people in a large gathering. That one might sound a little bit weird, but go and check out my LinkedIn cover photo if you want an idea of how I use a QR code and you would replicate that on a big screen whenever you are in front of a large audience. And a final simple way that you can use to grow your subscribers to your podcast is to link to it in your social media bio and then use embedded players on your website. There's a whole bunch of different things that you can use to embed podcasts on your website. If you would like me to share one with you, just uh, drop a comment in the Win The Day Facebook group. So that's lesson number seven, spend more time promoting your episode than creating your episode. Lesson number eight is focus on continual improvement. Hopefully at this point, you're starting to get an idea of what I mean by continual improvement. With every episode I publish, I'm thinking about revising the entire process for two simple things. I'm revising the entire process so episodes can be published faster and the quality can get better. Publishing episodes consistently is exceptionally important, but you're leaving massive opportunity on the table if you keep doing the same thing over and over and over. You need to constantly revise your process to make it more efficient. 
Also, go and take a listen to some other podcasts. What are they doing that you can incorporate? There's a whole bunch of quality shows out there that can teach you a lot about how to improve your own show without you spending a dime. So that's lesson number eight, focus on continual improvement. I also write about this a lot in the LinkedIn newsletter that I have called Win the Day. So I'll drop a link to that if you want to go and subscribe to that LinkedIn newsletter called Win the Day for more tips on how to upgrade your process for your podcast. Second last is number nine, lesson nine, promote your guest. One of the most frustrating parts about the entire podcasting process for me is when people stuff this up. They do all the hard work to get the industry expert on their show, but then sabotage the connection by making it all about you, the host, rather than about the guest. And the truth is when you're inviting someone onto your show, it shouldn't be about you. It should be about your guest. Keith Ferrazzi, who's been on this podcast before and is a big mentor of mine, once said, invite them into their mission. Invite them into their mission. That's what you need to do. Inevitably, you'll find common ground, which will strengthen the relationship further. Another exceptionally important part of this is when you provide assets to your guest for them to share via their channels. And what what I mean by assets here are things like the social media clips. You need to be subtle in how you've included your own branding. If you're handing someone a video or graphics and basically all of the good value is obscured with your logo and your brand or products that you're selling, of course that guest is not going to share the episode or those clips with the audience. Plus your branding palette might also conflict with the theme of everything that they've got going on. So if you really want to be serious about getting your guest to share the episode, you need to make sure you're managing it the right way. Rather than talking so much about the products that you have, do a really good job with the interview and then people will actively seek out opportunities to work with you more closely organically. So that's lesson number nine, promote your guest. The final lesson now, lesson number 10, look at the bigger picture. Look at the bigger picture. With every single episode I put out there, I'm calibrating what my audience needs to know and what I enjoy learning about. So for the audience, that would be who my audience is, what problems they have, what help they need, what solutions have they already tried, what things would motivate them to action, what support do they need so they can persist with that action over time. And for myself, it's things like what topics I enjoy learning about, what I enjoy helping people with, what components are missing in terms of delivering transformation through the podcast for the audience, what questions can I ask that are going to get the guests to give better answers, what guests need to come on who we haven't had on before, how can we deliver the content even better. Importantly, I'm also thinking about leverage. Each episode I release is about 50 minutes of video, which equates to about 15,000 words of written content for each episode being published every two weeks. What's different about the Win the Day podcast is that the episodes appear on my website like a digital magazine, which is amazing for SEO, but even more useful when that content can be leveraged in any number of ways because it's already professionally edited when you see my podcast appear on the website. I'll include a link to that in the show notes if you you've only listened to the audio or the video before. Go and check out the written version of these episodes for a bit of an idea. It means that when the time comes for me to leverage the podcast for book projects, which is what I'm doing at the moment, or to create other community resources or social media posts, all of that stuff is in there ready to go. 
Imagine if someone else would try to create a book from their audio-only podcast who hasn't taken that step. It'd be like starting from a blank canvas. I mean, how are you supposed to go and remember what someone said on a podcast episode a year ago or a year and a half ago, especially if you've got podcasts coming out every week or two weeks? So having all of that stuff ready to go can be used as a reference tool. So it means that everything you bring out can be at such a better, a higher level than what other people are doing so you can build your movement, build your audience and build the impact that you want to have. As we finish these 10 lessons, there's something that I just wanted to mention here. When I mentioned the bigger picture there, it was my bigger picture. And there's a good chance that when you think about your bigger picture, that it's going to be something different for you. So whatever it is, just take the time to think about it, what that bigger picture is for you and know your purpose. So you can inject that purpose into your production and into your process for maximum long-term ROI. So that's number 10, look at the bigger picture. So follow these 10 lessons. I hope they've been useful for you and you'll not only be successful and profitable with the podcast, you'll have a foundation from which to build your authority faster and more affordably than ever. You'll enjoy an infinitely more meaningful life through the relationships and growth you experience and you'll be making the world a better place by inspiring the people who need your voice and that's very, very important. That's all for this episode. Drop a comment in the Win The Day Facebook group and let me know what you thought of these 10 lessons and if you've got any questions. And remember to check out episode 100 of the Win The Day podcast for more insights into some of the things that we went through in this episode. That's all from me. Get out there and win the day. Until next time, go and take big action that your future self will thank you for. Onwards and upwards, always. Always.